You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. It's just a show that happens twice a week where two old guys play, I mean, old, oldish games, older games. Two years old. Games that are pretty old. cheap on Steam. It's old enough. <laughs> <laughs> Barely legal games. Yeah. <laughs> well, today, uh, when you listen to this, it will be Halloween. So we are doing a special Halloween-themed episode and playing... I think one of the most well-reviewed scary games in a while. Certainly one of the most well-known. Yeah. And by the magic of podcasting, whenever you listen to it, the it, this podcast will make that day Halloween. It's true. It's just in case you don't <laughs> listen magic. to it on Monday when it releases. If you listen to it on like next Tuesday, Halloween, dog, it's Halloween. <laughs> every time. Every, we lo- yeah, so if you love Halloween, listen to it every day. Every day. Redownload it. Listen to it every day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to redownload it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work no. if you... It's a, it has to be a fresh download. Yeah, 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 yeah. The magic wears off after one listen, so you have to delete it. You know how, like, you're on a road trip, and, like, you're maybe 30 minutes away from home, but you're really thirsty, and you want uh, a, a, a Sprite? Sprite? <laughs> uh, and you stop at the gas station, you get a bottle of Sprite, and you drink a little bit. You don't finish it on the way home, mm-hmm. but you still got half left. That's kind of like what this episode is, because it's like, you know, you don't put that bottle back in the fridge. You don't put it in the fridge and then open it up eight hours later, and you're like, mm-hmm. you don't do that. You just you just get a new bottle of Sprite. That's how this <laughs> podcast is. Or just leave it in the car, and the next day you drink it when it's warm, when you're really Ooh. thirsty, and it's just bad. I don't do that. I think I'd rather just yeah, die. <laughs> God, the other day, this was fucking gross. This was so gross that I was clearing, because we're going to convert my attached garage into a new bedroom so i was clearing all it out and moving everything back to the big garage you know at the end of the driveway you got a lot of garages i do have a lot yeah, of garages a lot, an ordinate amount of garages uh, yes, <laughs> no, it's very true and i was moving stuff back and forth i got thirsty um and then because well i was going after i moved everything i found like a big jar and i was like i have so much loose change you put loose change in this jar and just collect it in this jar yeah I know where this is going. And I, I was I was going around from car to car getting all the change. Uh-huh. When I got in Melissa's car, I was cleaning up all the change, and I was thirsty. And I know every morning, she doesn't drink coffee. She hates coffee. She hates tea. So her caffeine comes from Diet Pepsi. Okay. So, which she loves Diet Coke, but aspartame is a son of a bitch. How do you mean? Uh, Well, drink enough aspartame, and yeah. like it gives you... Superpowers, superpower, <laughs> super being fucked up powers. Yeah, it allows because you to like stop time. This, <laughs> well, I mean, if if a, if simulated strokes are stopping time, <laughs> I mean, in a little way. But a lot of bad symptoms, and she was showing those, so she stopped drinking aspartame and got a lot better. But simulated strokes, by the way, is the highest selling <laughs> VR game right now on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> so she diet Pepsi is like one of the only diet colas that is aspartame free. So that's what she always drinks. I gotcha. And so I know she takes drinks one every morning, as she did that morning. So whenever I was cleaning all the change up, she had a Pepsi sitting in the console of her car. So I picked it up. It was like three-fourths full. 
I was like, okay, that's just from this morning. I'm gonna, I'm thirsty. I'm just gonna drink this. Yeah. So I turned it back and started to chug it. She had been putting out her cigarettes. Oh no! In that oh my Pepsi. god! No, dude. <laughs> oh, it took me about two seconds before I was just like, ah. <laughs> so how many cigarette butts did you uh, imbibe? Two. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was real fucking bad. <laughs> You, when that when they pass, uh, you're gonna have just a little. You're just gonna have a little poop, buddy. <laughs> it looks like uh, <laughs> Mr. Hanky. Yeah, and with a with a problem. Yeah. I was saying so. Uh, so we're gonna do Five Nights and Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Tyler. Happy Halloween, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Did you dress up? Do you have anything going on that no. you've done this year? No, I'm going to um, a Bob Dylan concert tonight, which is not Halloween related at all. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, wouldn't it be cool if it was? Like, it was a surprise. <laughs> he dressed up like a pumpkin. Yeah. That's and we find out that he actually died two weeks ago. <laughs> it's a really spooky concert. <laughs> Let's Jacob Dylan dressed up as his dad. Okay. I would be down for a Jacob <laughs> Dylan concert. I like, uh, I like the wallflowers, or I liked the wallflowers. Are they still around? Unless Jacob Dylan's dead, I guess they are. I don't think he's dead. It just seems like it might have been a thing that he grew out of. No, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I had that one song. I'm not my dad, so I'm just gonna. Nah, I'm just gonna go to work. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just gonna work at the factory. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to the family business and work at the sausage got, factory. Yeah, I got my lunch pail. I'm gonna go to the Dylan Sausage Factory <laughs> and make sausage like my grandfather, yeah. Jeremiah Dylan, <laughs> and, all the, and all the Dylans <laughs> before him, right. Wouldn't that be like Bob Dylan's the pariah of the family? <laughs> because he is an amazing songwriter. Allegedly, this is all true. Yeah, oh, allegedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Paducah right now. I talked to him. <laughs> I mean, he has to be in Paducah right now. Isn't that weird to think about? Yeah, but yeah, Bob Dylan's in Paducah. Yeah, that's a big deal. So I had to go. I'm not no. like, I feel like a poser almost because it's like, I'm not a huge Bob Dylan fan. <laughs> I've never heard any of his songs. But yeah, I'm going. I hear he's pretty good though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a guy who's never had like a hit song, I guess it's fine. I think this is like maybe the first concert I'm going to of an artist of which I've never owned any of his albums. Mm. I've never owned any Bob Dylan albums. I've owned plenty of albums that have like his songs on it. Yeah. But never like just straight up a Bob Dylan album. And then when I thought about like when I was older and I was like, hey, you know, when I listened to Bob Dylan in high school um, and didn't buy any of his albums, I should do that now as an adult. And I was like, nah, dog, like Spotify, you. YouTube, it's good. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Well, I feel like he's he's an iconic artist, and he's one of those people, if you don't see him now, you probably won't ever see him. That's kind of how I felt. So Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the lich-like powers of Dick Van Dyke, so <laughs> I don't yeah. think... Or Keith Richards. Or Keith Richards, man. Yeah, Who's I, a literal lich. Yeah, he... Or maybe he's like... I kind of feel like he's maybe just Keith Richards' skin that's being controlled by like 18 <laughs> squirrels with an elaborate lever pulley system. Or is he is he the animatronics for the inside of a robotic suit? Oh, yeah, he might be. That looks like... That. That's kind of a segue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But before we get to all the Five Nights at Freddy's talk, yeah. I'm your beard host, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. And happy it, Halloween. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> he was, uh, Jorge messaged me. He's like, hey, are you doing anything special for Halloween for the show? Like, I'd like to hear like, some Halloween stories. Oh, okay. And I was trying to rack my brain. Like, I can't, I've, I've already told any interesting Halloween stories I have because Halloween was a shitty holiday for me as a kid. Tell the boring ones then. So, <laughs> well, now that. Now that I'm married, I've, I think I've mentioned Melissa's one of hers before, and I asked her before she just left, like, hey, can I tell this one story about you dressed as a Native American? And huh. she's like, 
okay, don't mess it up though. Oh, I was like, is there okay. a tricky bit? She was like, well, include this and this and this because it's especially cringy, but it's fine. Go don't ahead. mess it up though. Make sure everybody knows that it was as racist as possible. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, she played a really cool character where she didn't want a pipeline to go through her <laughs> sovereign land. <laughs> so when Melissa, aka Brandy Gatsby, was in high school, I think she was like a, a senior probably, going to a, a Halloween party. Okay. That she went to a local costume shop, rented a very nice Pocahontas costume to okay. wear. And she was she was single at the time. Her and her boyfriend had been broken up for months, and she went to this Halloween uh, party and got fucking blitzed. Yeah. Like, incredibly blitzed. But wait, you said that, that she was in high school. Yep. Though. But wait, that's not- Teen drinking is what? very, very, very bad. <laughs> it, I didn't drink until I was in college, because I, I was- Well, yeah, you were pretty, like, straight- uh, Yeah, straight in high school, edge. I was just straight edge, yeah. and then in college- In college, you were pretty straight edge, too. Yeah, I, I wasn't- I was straight edge, but I wasn't disapproving of people who drink. I encouraged everyone else to be drunk around me, because I thought true. that was funny. In high school, it was like- yeah, I was a complete teetotaler. Like I wanted to ruin yeah, everybody's really. time if they looked at alcohol. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, I was a, I was a I was a conservative fundamentalist jerk because <laughs> that's all I knew. Yeah, and then when I went to college, it was like, well, alcohol, gay people, black people. Well, everybody's nice. <laughs> this is fine. What were they talking about in that isolated all white county? I don't know. So you were a kid. Yeah. Like what I think I used to tell people that I had Mako energy. So I get it. It's like we, we weren't fully we weren't fully developed yet. But she goes to this party and while she's there, yeah, she gets incredibly drunk and she tells me like the Pocahontas costume was pretty revealing. So she remembers at some point like semi passing out, just like has a drink, falls down, and Cumberland Gap just out for the world to see while she passes out. Eventually, somebody helps her get back up, and she's stumbling around, um, drinks more, and then yeah, completely blacks out. Wakes, That's scary. Yeah, wakes up in her ex-boyfriend's bed at his parents' house. Where was the party? I'm not sure. Not at his parents' not house. Not at his parents' house. Okay. So at some point, she must have like called him or texted him to give her a ride, or somebody <laughs> got in touch with him. Like, yeah. She's she's passed out. Somebody you know needs to take her home. So whenever she wakes up, then she's the first thing she's like, oh, she's still in her costume. She's like, oh man, and then she smells it, and she has completely pissed the bed. Oh god, no. like like, no. like drenched the no. bed, no. drenched the costume, and then. But it's a very nice costume. It's a very nice costume. <laughs> And then she was like, she knew it was pee, but also she drank so much alcohol, it just it smelled like, like pure liquor. green alcohol. Yeah. So like, she, well, gotta drink it. Yeah. <laughs> gotta clean up. A little hair of the dog. <laughs> just wring these sheets out in my open mouth. Because <laughs> she said she's laying there, and then door opens up, and his parents come in. Like we haven't seen, we haven't seen you in a while. Are you okay? Do you have a little accident there? Oh, so they. So it was like obvious. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. So she like didn't have any other clothes, anything like that. So she very ashamed hung her head and you know left the house, got in her car, went home. Didn't know what to do with this costume, so just puts it back in the plastic container and returns it to the store. 
Was it a rental or did she buy it? Was it? it was a rental. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Was it from our local place here? Uh-huh. Oh man. The one that the 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 really nice one that supplies stuff to the theater. <laughs> yeah, it is a really nice costume shop for like yeah, it's really great. Yeah. Did I mean they never said anything about it. So yeah. I guess they were like, all these are covered in bomb. That's right. So. That's exactly. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, what percentage do you think of the costumes they get returned are like covered in some kind of bodily oh, fluid? Oh, on Halloween, like eighty yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking eighty percent too. So that's got to be right. <laughs> we agree. It's right. I know it's right. I know the banana costume I'm going to the Bob Dylan show in is totally gonna be covered in semen by the time I return it. <laughs> yeah, we both agree on it. It's universally right. Like Kirby's Dream Course wasn't great. Yeah, sorry, it's John a, Sullivan. We both agreed on it. It's so a it's fact. Not. Yeah. Isn't it cool being like just the the judge, jury, and executioner of games people love? Together we're just omniscient. No, it's great. Yeah, that's perfect. We're Massa and Mune. That's how we roll. Yeah. With our powers combined, we're a, a sword that gets upgraded later. That gets replaced. It's still not great. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It opens a cave. <laughs> it opens a cave. You get it upgraded. So it's good until like the DS version comes out with an even better <laughs> right. sword. Then it's all pointless. Hey, I'd rather be the Masamune than the Muramasa, though. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. No matter how good it is. That's it for my borrowed intro story. Um, I didn't know that we were going to do intro stories. I don't have we any... We don't have to. I don't... Well, you, we, I mean, we're, we have to we're do halfway one. in. <laughs> um, I was actually... I wanted to take a quiz that yeah. Ramon Castillo of Super Bomberman I 2 forgot about that. had put together. Um, are you okay to do that? Yeah, good call. This quiz that he posted on Facebook to our Facebook group, um, that is Tadpog on Facebook, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash Tadpog. Um, no one has done well on it because it's like mm-hmm. he posted it and then I saw everyone posting the com- in the comments like what their score was and it was like 30%, 30%. It was a bunch of 30%. So I think that we should take this together. I think that you are going to be better at this than I am. Because I think that you have a better reach, better knowledge reach of video games in general than I do. So I think that mm, I think I don't know about that. I think that you'll. I think that having you on Team Tadfog is going to be a real big help. Uh, I hung out with Melissa's cousin the other day, and when I first saw her, she's like, "So how's Tap Dog going?" Tap Dog. Tap Dog. No. Yeah. No, it's fine. Tap Dog's fine. Tap Dog is no big deal. <laughs> I don't want you to listen. Tap Dog is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for the Tadpog Horror Game Quiz by yeah, Ramon? Yeah, All right, here we go. Start. This is on Quizzer. I'll have a link to this in the show notes in case you are not on our Facebook page. Select all that apply. Willamette, Colorado is a setting of what zombie horror action game? That's easy. Oh, shit, it's not easy. I was going to say the Dead Rising series. Dead Rising, series. I was going to say. But then it's got Dead Rising 3, Super Ultra Dead Rising 3, Arcade Remix, Hyper Edition, X plus Alpha as option one. I don't think that's a real mm. game. Uh, Dead Rising 2. Well, it was only in Japan. We didn't even get it, so. Dead Rising 2 off the record, Dead Rising, Dead Rising 4, and Dead Rising 3. I think it's the original Dead Rising. It's the original Dead Rising. I do not know if it made an appearance in Off the Record or not. So I'm just going to go with the original Dead Rising. I don't know where the setting is for Dead Rising 4. It's not out yet. Oh. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm sure it's been announced, but I have no idea. They're probably going back. But Dead Rising? Just Dead Rising 1 final answer? Yep. All right. Submitting. Incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it is Dead Rising and Dead Rising 4. That, I, that's mm. a sneaky question. Yep. Not out yet. 
Uh, we'll just have to accept our failure. Next question. Built in the foothills of the Arklay Mountains in 1967, this stately home was the site of the original T-virus outbreak. What was it called? It's the mansion. Was it called Maniac Mansion? Nope. Spencer Mansion? Barrows, Barrows Mansion, sorry. May I borrow your mansion? Or Brennenburg Castle? I want to say Spencer Mansion. Okay. I don't know the answer to this question, so I will go with Spencer. We are correct. Good job, okay. Tyler. Simber Spencer. I remember. I vaguely remember that. All right. Bloodborne is a game that I have not played. Nope. Me either. Uh, is an action horror game in which you play a hunter of beasts. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I should be doing the spooky. What <laughs> is the name of the boss that you fight in Old Yarnum Ruined Church? Mm, I don't know. Uh, here are the options. God, this is just going to be a straight up guess for me. Cleric Beast, Blood Starved Beast, Vicar Amelia, or Witch of Hemwick. I have a guess. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the beasts because there's two answers with beast in the name. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to logic my way through this. Which, do you agree? Or, yeah. yeah. And if it's a church, I guess Cleric Beast, if cleric it's the same theme. It could be Cleric Beast. You want to do Cleric Beast? What was the other one? Bloody Beast? Blood, blood, uh, blood Starved Beast. Uh, that's also scarier. Cleric Beast sounds like a secretary a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, I don't know the naming conventions of Bloodborne. I don't know if it is like, if they have like over the top names. Because like Blood Starved Beast kind of sounds a little over the top. But based on this still image, which I assume is from the promo... Uh, where the guy is holding a giant saw axe with a skull on the end of it mm -hmm. and a crossbow shotgun in the other hand. I think it might be a little. I think it might be a little. Okay. Bloodstarved beast. Bloodstarved beast. Bloodstarved beast. Yeah, dog. We got it. Yeah. All, All right. right. One. Next question. Ah, I recognize this from the art without reading the question. What was the name of? Oh, what was the name of the adventuring party that braved the Tomb of Horrors mm -hmm. during episode 205 of Tadpog? Was it... Uh, it was featuring Johnny Joust. That's all I remember. All right. So we got, we got our answer. Because I don't even remember <laughs> that. One, truffles and the poor decisions. Two, horrors on the door. Three, man tits and the lords of darkness featuring Johnny Joust. There we go. <laughs> or four, detect for traps. So we're going with man tits? Yep. Man tits. Correct. Next question. Oh, I don't know this one. I can't even, I don't even know how to say this character's name. Aya Bree from the horror RPG Parasite Eve okay. could use parasite energy to create spell-like powers. Which of these is not one of her powers? Pre-raise, haste, Asuna, liberate, or pyrokinesis? Which one of those is not one of her powers? I'm going to say Asuna because I feel like that's trademarked to Final Fantasy. Okay. Asuna, I'm going with it because I have no idea. Good job. It's correct. Next question. The 2004 Capcom game Haunting Grounds, which I have never heard nope. of. Never heard of Haunting Grounds. Featured a buxom blonde named Fiona Belly. Fiona Belly. Fiona Belly. <laughs> Barry Burton. <laughs> what was the name of her companion? You go. Angelo, Huey, or Jake? Angelo. I was thinking Angelo, too. Yeah. Or was that the name of uh, Riona's dog in Final Fantasy VIII? <laughs> Got me. I didn't play it that far. I think it was Angelo. Uh, we didn't get it. It was Huey. I never, ever, ever would have gotten that. Yeah, never heard of that game. Huey, <laughs> Huey Lewis. Next question. 
often described as the scariest, deepest, and most horrifying entry in the series, Silent Hill 2 features James Sunderland searching for who? Is he searching for Heather, Laura, Cheryl, or Mary? I don't know. Heather? Heather? So I watched him play, I watched Ramon play Silent Hill 2, but I can't. Um, and it was a long time ago. Um, Silent Hill 2, I'm kind of looking at the photos here. Heather looks like, this art style kind of looks newer. Oh, is there a picture to yeah, each there's, one? Yeah, there's photos. Can you see them from there? Uh-uh. Can you see those now? The first one. Yeah, it's the first one? First one. Okay. That is Heather. Okay. No. No? It is Mary, the uh, the brunette. A redhead, oh. auburn haired, auburn haired lady on the right. Don't remember that at all. For everybody listening, who I thought see so I thought the blonde girl was you eventually played her, but I don't know. I remember wrong. Guess who's never played a Silent Hill game? This guy. Yep, I never have. Uh, I've been talking to Ruby Bear and Paul Cluel about it. It sounds like it was something that I would enjoy. The mask, Tyler, is an item card from the board game Betrayal at House on the Hill. Is this true or false? True. I feel like that is true. That is false. That is incorrect. Uh, an expansion for... I haven't played Betrayal in a while, but I know an expansion just came out. Where did the portrait of King Boo ultimately end up after the events of Luigi's Mansion? A. Bowser stole it. B. Collecting dust in Luigi's attic. C. Locked away securely with the rest of the portrait ghosts. Or D. Sold by E. Gad at a garage sale. That one. All right. We're going with it. Sold by E. Gad. Correct. Good job. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, we remember who you are. Name the then silent protagonist of the original Dead Space game. Isaac. Yep. I remember his last name. Clark. Clark. All right. View results. I think we got like 60. Yeah. 60%. That's all right. Wow. Seven people got 90 to 100%. Damn. And they, I bet they didn't have this good like symbiotic co-host energy going either that's true um yeah we're the only we're the only people in the 60 to 69 percent group yeah i like to think that yeah. we're closer to 69 that's how yeah the only 69 yeah yeah all right i'll have a link to this quiz in the show notes at tadpog.com ramon thank you very much for uh the quiz uh there is uh, one more point of business i'd like to get to Tyler, uh, the weekly. I'm doling out a new postcard. All right, Lincoln's boyhood home, Indiana, is a log cabin. What does it say? Mm-hmm. Lincoln's log cabin was in Indiana. I think he was born in Kentucky, but grew up in Indiana. All right, I thought it was in Kentucky. That's what's throwing mm-hmm. me off. Tad Pog, I've decided that postcards are the fastest form of communication with the show. Correct. Please do not hold your postcards for an all postcard show. <laughs> That being said, it's also the best way to share uninspirational quotes. And here are my favorite. Here's an example. Be yourself. No one else wants to be you. For shovelry, Ramon. If this is a Ramon-themed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, love it. Thank you, Ramon. Yes, thank One from you. Indiana. Thank you very much. And I also want to thank uh, Nate Glines, because he is a jet setter, and he's been sending postcards from everywhere he is. And he has that picture of him visiting Rome wearing a Tadpog t-shirt. I saw that. I didn't realize that he was sending postcards mm-hmm. from all the locations. Yep. That's amazing. He wanted to send us one for Amsterdam, but he wasn't able to. Because he was too busy, well, doing things. <laughs> yeah, Just doing things. Who knows what. 
Things that I may or may not do in Amsterdam fucking myself. Those, I don't fucking know. those hookers. I don't. Well, I wasn't going there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> yeah, if you and I took a trip to Amsterdam, I feel like we're in very different buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Or the same one, just different. Like you're <laughs> just upstairs. different floors. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, does that sound like Tyler fucking somebody? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ready? Yeah, man. Uh, you ready to do uh, Five Nights at Freddy's? I oh, am. one oh. more thing before Five Nights at Freddy's. Please. I'm playing um, Titanfall Two, and I I'm playing through the campaign. I think you would really enjoy it. Which is not a thing that I thought Mm -hmm. that I would ever say to you. I think that you would enjoy it. I haven't played any of the multiplayer, but the the single player so far has been a lot of fun with like... um, one one mission has like this portable time travel element to it where it's like you're jumping from uh, the present to the past and it's like you can bypass enemies by activating this wrist device and going into the past um, and you can solve – it's like it reminds me of Portal in a way where it's like you're solving okay. puzzles, uh, platforming – like first person shooter platforming puzzles. Um, how many genres can I fucking just jam in like butt sharpies um, through all these? Can you romance devices. your mech? Because then I'm in. Uh, you, you add the dating sim element to it. That would be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> but no, I haven't reached that part if you can. Mm. So uh, if you get a chance, I would say rent it and, okay. and play the single player. Man, I hated the first Titanfall. I didn't play it. It was all multiplayer. So yeah, I didn't all play multiplayer, it. no story. Like, Ryan built a whole new rig based around it. I wonder if her cell and played it. Yeah, I did not like it. I'm playing it on the PS4. I imagine I'd probably, um, it'd probably control better on the PC, although mm-hmm. it controls fucking like a dream with a with an actual controller. I was mm-hmm. surprised. Um, but my computer would probably just throw up if it tried to run it. <laughs> so. Let's see. Do you hear that, Dave? Uh, I do hear that. It sounds like um, it sounds like a conga line of teenagers dressed in costumes, <laughs> simultaneously uh, shitting, pissing, <laughs> coming, and vomiting on themselves. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, which, of course, I'm, what does that sound like? I wonder. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> which, of course, ushers in a segment uh, that we like to call "Dave Reads from Wikipedia." Okay, guys, Five Nights at Freddy's. Or FNAF, for short. It sounded like you were saying something backwards. FNAF. FNAF is an indie point-and-click survival horror video game created by Scott Cawthon. Do not know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I hope that I am. Uh, the game, I feel, as a podcast host, I feel like I should know how to pronounce developer names. I don't. Eh. Sure don't. Uh, the game centers on a fictional pizza restaurant called Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. Can I tell you that pizzeria is a weird word? <laughs> because it looks like pizzeria. <laughs> like, that should be our fantasy game. Like, pizzeria is what you get when you eat too much greasy pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I got a bad case of that pizzeria. Yuck. Waka, waka, waka. I liked it. I was running with it. Um, but it does sound like pizzeria sounds like the pizza-themed planet you travel to <laughs> and our Captain Ron <laughs> RPG Maker game after you rescue Captain Ron. What was it um, in 30 Rock when Jack is talking about like going out with Pizzerina Zabaro? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to revisit 30 Rock. That, that yeah. show's been out for a while. That's weird. That's like, it is weird to think about. Because I think it's been out for like 10 years. That's, like a, that's one where it's like, all right, I'm old. Great. 
Yeah, so good. No one's old on Pizarro, though. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pizarro. Everyone's old on Pizarro. <laughs> Uh, okay. That's like Bizarro Land. That's the opposite. Bizarro. Yeah. <laughs> it's all calzones of Bizarro. <laughs> Pe- just inside out pizzas, as far as the eye can see. Uh, I like a calzone, by the way. I just mm-hmm. want to mention that. Uh, Parks and Rec, also a good show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 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 all right. So uh, it's a game, Five Nights at Freddy's, a game where the player must act as a night security guard defending themselves. From the malfunctioning animatronic animal characters by tracking their movement through the facility using security cameras. It's it's rare when I catch a typo in a Wikipedia article, but Mm. there it is. Five Nights at Freddy's was first released on August 8th, 2014 on Tesura. Do not know how to pronounce that. I've I've had it before. It's just like a shitty steam knockoff. Oh, is it shitty steam? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you don't have that installed anymore? Nope. Really? Uh, well, one good game came out on it at least. Mm-hmm. Five Nights at well, it's, maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's good, maybe it's not. We'll debate that. <laughs> um, let's see. It came out on Disura on August twentieth, twenty fourteen, after it was approved by the services crowdsourcing platform. Um, let's see. Five Nights at Freddy's was also released via Steam. Mobile ports of the game have been released for Android and iOS. Five Nights at Freddy's was the top-selling game on Disura for the week ending August 18th, 2014, and the game became the subject of a number of popular Let's Play videos, mm-hmm. that's, in, that's in quotation marks, on YouTube. Uh, four sequels have been released. Five Nights at Freddy's 2 in the same year as the original. Five Nights at Freddy's 3 in 2015. Five Nights at Freddy's 4 also in 2015. And Five Nights at Freddy's colon sister location. Uh, on October seventh, twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. that just came out. I don't like saying the I don't like saying the words colon and sister location in the same <laughs> breath. It does not sound good at all. Because I I own all these. Do you? I bought them all because oh the girls are, love these games. They they don't even really play them, but I have all them all they them for them, them to play. They, so they're, they're taking too, after you. They're too scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just buy the games and just let them sit there. <laughs> I think they're too scary for them to sit down and play. They'll really? watch Let's Plays all day long. Really? All day long. They so love it. What's the difference between playing it and then like watching a Let's Play? I guess because well, someone's they disconnect? like, yeah, because yeah. I think someone's talking, like Markiplier's talking yeah. over it, being kind of funny and scared while he does it. So, oh, that reminds me. Hey, if you're not familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's, don't watch Markiplier's video. He's got like <laughs> fucking a lot of videos mm-hmm. and a lot of views. I stream this on Twitch. <laughs> If you want to see me get murdered by a duck over and over again, I'll have a link to that in the show notes at tadpog.com. What what did you think? What did you think of this game? Um, oh, I thought this game was stressful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thought this game was stressful. Um, I thought that it did a really good job of creating suspense. Yep. Uh, and I also see why this game got as popular as it did. Um, I have and I think it needs to be commended for being a horror survival or survival horror game that is completely PG. This game is PG. Yeah. Um, and that is something that you do not see, I feel like, in the genre much at all. Yeah. And I think that it that and the fact that it was so popular as a Let's Play video for multiple YouTube personalities, I feel like those two things combined made this an absolute um, top-selling game. Mm-hmm. 
And the price point. It's like it's you like so many things are coming into this game, like to make it uh, palatable for a wide audience. Uh, I feel like that's really what what made this game. Because what like Sister Location just came out. I think I bought it for like six dollars. Oh, like is that, that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember how much Five Nights at Freddy's. I think was. I got it for ninety nine cents. Yeah. Did you buy that for both of us? I think that you might yeah, have. I think yeah, I did. Thank you. You're welcome for the game. I played about almost three hours of it. And I got to night four and I got, I just, I enjoyed it, but I got to the point where it's like, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah. I got to the point where it was like, my shoulders were kind of aching from just being tensed for that long mm-hmm. because it is very, it's a very tense game. Um, should we explain the game a little bit? Yeah. Or would you like it, to tell? I think it has created its own subgenre almost beyond survival horror. It's, How do you mean? Because I want to say it's, it's like. It's a spook em up. It's restaurant, I mean, it's, I don't look at the title, but it's like restaurant-based survival horror <laughs> something something. Like, it, it created its own thing. Really? Because it's, okay, this game, play, playing it as is, sitting down, not knowing anything about it, it is, yeah, it is a PG game. The mythos behind it is pretty fucked up. Because, like, it's backstory, it's interesting. What is it? And it's based off, uh, people really think it's based off of a real murder that happened. At like a showbiz or something? Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Was that the in the game they reference the bite incident of like 1986 or something mm-hmm. like that? That is because I had to look at because there's it's really, it's really, really dense. Everything that happens over the course of all these games. But so there is a like I think the one you play in the second, the game you play in the uh, blah, 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 right. the location you're in in the first game is yeah. actually the second location. Okay. Of Freddy, Freddy Fazbear's, Fazbear's Pizzeria. Pizzaria. Pizzaria. Yeah. There's another, the very first restaurant was like Freddy's Family Diner or something like that. Okay. And then that grew, like mom and pops grew into Freddy Fazbear and all that. Okay. So, but the, where was I even going? How dense the story is. Yeah, because, okay, what it is, so I'll get into like the nitty gritty of it. Get Let's just, let's just get right into yeah. it. Let's just get right into the Pizzaria. Because it's odd that you're a security guard, you're um, set to do the night shift, 12 to 6. Right. And... you Yeah, there's a classified ad. The game mm-hmm. pretty much opens with a circled classified ad yep, for and, Freddy Fazbear's Pizzaria. Uh, mm-hmm. Must work like t- midnight to 6. Yep. And I think you make like 120 bucks for the week. Oh, is that right? This. I didn't... Yeah. yeah. I wasn't worried about the pay. I just did it for the love of security I, garden. Because I've seen where people like wanted to place it in time. So based off what you make, you're making like $4 an hour, which takes place minimum wage is like in 93. Wow, that was minimum wage in 93? Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, I was curious when this took place too, because it felt like it felt like it was taking place in like the late 80s, early mm-hmm. 90s. Just based on like um, the fact that there's a real phone um, and there's um, everything seems to be a little shitty, and I wasn't sure if that's because it was taking place in the past or if Freddy Fazbear's was just a like a two bit operation. Mm-hmm. I mean, both. Yeah, <laughs> because the incident of '87, I believe, is where there's a kid's birthday party. A cl- kid climbs on sh- stage with Freddy. It malfunctions, and I believe it kills him. Like it bites his the top of his head. And it either like bites off like his frontal lobe, or it kills him, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he says something. Your trainer, who's communicating to you via 
voice messages mm-hmm. um, on one of the nights when he talks about the bite incident, says something about uh, the frontal lobe. So something about like maybe you can operate better without a frontal lobe or something yeah. like that. So, so I know that's what it was. And then like that made the restaurant close down for so many years and re- you know back open back up. And now you're during the the relaunch. I feel like you don't rebound from that. Another security guard, <laughs> yeah. Another security guard has been like killed before. Like the guy who has made these recordings. They're all recordings, right? That, that are being sent to you. Yeah, I heard him die. So he's yeah, he's dead. He dies on the recording and makes it like. And supposedly they're made like years ago. They're not like a recent. He was like the guy right before you, but like years ago. I don't understand why I would hear that and then go back to work. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why I would go back to work after day one. Like, I feel like day one, I would be like, after like I completed day one, it's like, well, that ain't a job for me because I don't feel like being stuffed into a giant fucking animatronic suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's how when the. When they catch you, yeah, that's how they kill you. They stuff you into a, a already full of metal suit. Right, which the guy training you says doesn't sound bad, but it is full of wires uh, <laughs> and mechanical devices mm-hmm. that, that make them all work. So all that would be left out of you is your, your eyes, eyes and, and teeth, teeth that make it through. <laughs> yeah. I like that you remember that detail too, mm-hmm. because that is such a that is such a good detail. I feel like mm-hmm. in in the in the uh, monologue of your trainer. Yeah, because what what it is like, and they say like what the servos will lock up if they turn the animatronic suits off for too long. Right, so they have to so leave them on. They leave them on, and they have like this weird level of AI. So basically, you have to watch them, to make sure they don't do anything. Right, but and you. You have like a limited supply of power. Right. You're stuck in the security office. Basically, you just have to shut the doors so they can't get you. That's the whole thing. That is that is that is yeah. The core concept mm-hmm. is that you have to shut the. You're, there are two doors in your security office. These big metal doors. Uh, there are buttons right next to the door that say door and light. And yes, you have to, when the monsters, I'll just call them monsters, when the monsters are near the room, you have to shut the door or Mm -hmm. else they will get in and jump out and scare you. Yep. Jump Um, scare, death. Death, right. Yeah. And kill you. So, and then you're just looking at security cameras because you see there's a room where they all are for the most part. Yeah. And then suddenly they'll vanish and you'll see them in other rooms and you have to catch them at your doorway. You can't keep the door shut because your power will drain out. And then you can't shut the doors, and you're just helpless. Right. Yeah. If you get to zero power, um, yes, you everything goes dark. All the doors are open. And um, ha- has that happened to you? Yep. Yeah. Um, power goes quickly, so like yep. you can't like keep the doors shut. You can't keep lights on a lot. You can't really keep check the cameras I all know. that often. Yeah. The more you use, the uh, faster your power depletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a bummer because like that was a learning process for me because I didn't realize that when I first started playing. So it's like I was on the cameras constantly. I, I knew that the doors would use a lot of power, but like mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the camera was sucking down that much mm-hmm. power. And then like, so it's, I want to talk, can I talk about what I think makes this game scary? Mm-hmm. I think what makes this game scary is um, your limited your limited options of perceiving the world around you, because the only option you have is to use the camera, um, and it, you use the camera to see out of the room. And all of the uh, cameras that are set up, there's like I don't know, like ten cameras mm-hmm. or so set up in different rooms in Freddy Fazbear's Pizzaria, and uh, 
there is there like the video quality on all of the feeds are bad. Mm-hmm. They're grainy and it's not well lit. So it's like usually when you're seeing the uh, animatronics who are stalking you because that is definitely what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, all you can like see are little hints, and it's like you have to look really, really carefully at the video feed to see to notice the animatronic like there's one room the bat the restroom where Mm -hmm. it's just the only way you know there's one in there is because you see like two beady eyes like just two pinpricks uh that you have to like pull out of like all this static and fuzz that's on the screen so it works along the lines of you know those like jump scare videos where they show this like real like soothing like car driving along a mountain pass Mm -hmm. or something and it's like very um uh, it, it's very distracting almost. Like it takes your mind away from the scary shit that's about mm-hmm. to jump out. Like this game masters that because it's like, or actually I take it back. I, I'm wrong. It's not, it's more like, you know, that, um, you know, that maze game, that uh, browser maze game where you like take your cursor and you try to move it through a maze without the cursor touching oh, the sides. Yeah, yeah. So you're like you're concentrating so hard on that, and you get so focused in on that, just like you're focused in on that, looking at the video feed to see where mm-hmm. the fucking monsters are, and then ah, it pops out and it's scary. Yeah, because once you check and like, because I would always I would see like Bonnie, which is like the rabbit coming oh, in. Oh, you know their names. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I have to. They t- yeah. The, the girls talk about them all the time. They each have their favorite one. They have shirts and blankets and really yeah. So it's it's reached critical mass. The yeah. game has mm-hmm. what? It, who, okay, so Bonnie's the rabbit. Who mm-hmm. are the others? Chica is the the chicken. Foxy is the one the broken down fox animatronic in Pirates oh. Cove, and then Freddy, and then there is a mystery fifth one it's- called Golden Freddy. Golden Freddy? Mm-hmm. Is that the one who tries to communicate with me periodically throughout the game? Uh, it what de- is that It depends. Shit? So Golden Freddy is in the first game? A Golden Freddy, you cannot see into the kitchen. Right. It's, it's, it's just audio an audio only. feed. So it's theorized that his animatronic is in the kitchen. Uh, so you can't, okay. you can't see it. And he only spawns under certain conditions so you won't run into him in every game but he he breaks all the rules you can close the doors and he still pops up and, and oh, okay like that. yep okay there has been one where i don't know if it was him actually i think and i thought it was a duck but it's chica the chicken mm-hmm. um there was one time where it's like i had the door shut in the office and i was like flipping through the video feeds and i was like i don't fucking see the chicken anywhere. I don't see it anywhere. And I just happened to hit the light. And when I did, it goes, and it's like right there in the corner. Uh, So I don't know what that was all about. So I just left the door shut. I left the door shut and I left the light on. Uh, And then my batteries ran out. um, (laughs) I guess the the Soviet Union generator that we're running this business on runs out Turn that fucking fan off. I know. It's just oscillating. Just (laughs) sitting there on your desk. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's like, I think the game is, it creates suspense because of you looking through this viewfinder, essentially, where there you have the maze game jump scare. Meanwhile, you're managing your power. Um, so it's a whole bunch of like, it's like you're spinning plates. Mm-hmm. And you got to like do a whole bunch of things at once. It keeps your mind busy on all these tasks. Um, and then it does a really good job of like prolonging the scare. Because shit doesn't jump out at you immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, several times I was playing this game, I got to the point where it's like, oh, God, I know it's in the room. 
I'm like, I'm watching the video feed. You don't and see them anywhere. I don't see them anywhere. And it's yep. like, oh God, it's in the room. I fucking know it's in the room. And then like, I'm like, I don't want to like, I don't want to stop looking at the video feed because it's like, I know it's in the room. And as soon as I come out of the video feed, it's going to kill me. Yep. And I'm like, let's get it over with. And I come, I, I move away from the monitors and it's just the office and nothing happens. Nothing happens. And then four seconds later, fucking <laughs> duck chicken thing pops out. <laughs> because let's see, because what this, the story behind it is that there is, I don't think he's, I think he's part owner. It's, it's unclear. There's a lot of theories about it, but there is a, someone who designs, created a lot of the animatronics is a serial killer. Sid, and he kills, Sid Fosbear. Sid Fosbear. <laughs> he, uh, he kills children. So his first, because uh, other games explain it, but I think in the very first one, this diner, that's when he kills his first child, gets a taste for it, and then creates his signature, which is he dresses up, goes to a Freddy Fazbear and dresses up as an animatronic, yeah. lures kids back to the back, yeah. and kills them. I don't like. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like it because mm. it's actually making the game less scary for me. Yeah. Because like I feel like this mythos is like I don't know. I think part of it being s- scary is like not knowing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. Like I get creating a mythos and a story makes it uh, more appealing for people to buy. Yeah. And then, because it at first it leads you to think that he does it, like he killed the kids and yeah. then shoves them inside the animatronics. So all of the animatronics are killed, are filled with his victims. I see. And you read in paper, uh, in clippings throughout throughout the game that the previous one was shut down because customers were complaining the animatronics were starting to smell really bad, and there was like blood and mucus coming out of their mouth and eyes and things like that from the bodies rotting inside them. So what has really happened is like, yeah, he killed these kids. They were placed inside the animatronics, but not by him, by something else. And but wait, what? There's, yeah, it's it gets crazy. Like it gets really crazy. The ghost of Christmas future or something puts it but in? The the victim, the kid that he killed at first yeah. uh, possessed another animatronic that you don't see all the time. You don't see into like the third one, second or third one. Okay. And... It's filled with the spirit of like a, a seven-year-old kid. Yeah. And whenever he finds him in this suit, finds the other kids murdered, he first tries to give them presents because he's a kid. He right. thinks like, and he his puppet works the uh, the merchandise counter. So he he thinks like, oh, I just give kids presents and they get happy and they're fine. Uh-huh. So like he tries giving them presents, doesn't work. So then the only thing he can think to do is he puts them in the fills, puts their bodies inside the animatronics, and then the those kids then possess the uh, the, the all the others, all the others. Yeah, the the rock of fire explosion yep. of uh, Freddy's. Yep, Freddy Fazbear's Pizarria. Uh So man. Uh, that I don't think that's I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like all of that I think is interesting, but I do think that it takes away from the game because it's like now I know, right? Mm-hmm. It's like now we sort know. of yeah. I think it would be cool if they if it were like like that's a rumor and they like give you a few different options as to like what might be the origin of like all this paranormal yeah. activity. Well, because I'd also heard that like the the inventor was working after hours. Working on the animatronics, couldn't get them to work right. Working in the lab yep. late at night. Five kids broke in to steal, 
and he ended up killing them, didn't know what to do, hid them inside the animatronics, and then they possessed the animatronics like that. It's so another one I heard. I don't think that's the right, yeah. correct, you know, interpretation, but I heard, I that, heard that Freddy Fazbear's Pizarro was built on an Indian burial ground. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> A white girl Indian burial ground. Yeah, just, <laughs> just yeah, exactly. Where all the white girls <laughs> dressed up as as uh, Pocahontas get buried. But the what it's supposedly really based on is in yeah, tell me this in nineteen ninety three in uh, I want to say Aurora, Colorado, inside a Chuck E. Cheese. Five workers were there late at night having to clean up for a birthday party that ran late. A employee that had been fired. Like a month before that, hid in the bathroom and waited for them to close up. And after they closed up and were doing their routine, he walks out of the bathroom and systematically just guns down all of them, going to his boss, making her open the safe, takes the money and keychains and tickets. And <laughs> <laughs> man, I am going to another Chuck E. Cheese and I am getting that JVC mm-hmm. boom box. You fucking watch me. Open it. <laughs> And then he, he kills her and flees the scene. And he gets arrested a few hours later because the security cameras catch him. Yeah, that's dumb. That's mm-hmm. really dumb. Yep. That's like really, really dumb. Yep. Okay. So I've seen Man. Game Theory yeah. breaks it down a lot better. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah, that each each animatronic is representative of one of the victims. Oh, okay. Of and the, the, vic- the way the real life murder and victim. the way like their spawn points that doesn't seem disrespectful at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> and, like their spawn points line up with where the original people were murdered. Oh, really? And, um, so is Freddy Fazbear's set up like that Chuck E. Cheese? Like, is it the same floor plan and everything? That's what that's what I read. That's a very similar floor plan. Interesting. And because there were five victims, only four were killed. One survived. Really? The survivor was in the kitchen. Ah. So they that that is why you can't see into the kitchen and the one that breaks all the rules the the animatronic that gets away Gold Freddy is right? Golden Freddy Gold who Freddy. is represents the survivor in the kitchen. Okay, well, I like that. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? No, I mean, makes sense. The game theory yes. I watched over it like it makes a lot of sense. A lot, a lot, a lot of sense. Hmm. I'll post a link to that uh, game theory video mm-hmm. in the show notes. I mean, they'll probably link us back, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're Matt, good, Matt, that's great, a good guy. It's totally fine. Terms. Totally fine. But this game, I, I like all the, the lore behind it and how it gets increasingly deep. I think in like the third game is you play a lot of like 8-bit Atari-style mini games that ended up explaining the story. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which one is that? The third one? I think it's the third one. And then the fourth one is, I think you're playing the kid that gets his head bitten off because you're in your room having nightmares about going the next day. Do you know how the other games have been received? Not as well as the first yeah, that's one. Yeah, I, I, that's what I've heard. Like, that's a general feeling I mm-hmm. get. Um, they came out really fast. Yeah. Really fast. I, mean, I imagine it's pretty simple. Once you build the first one, then you're just kind of adjusting stuff here and there. But they increase, yeah, there are way more animatronics, and then there are... Because supposedly, you know, you're also hallucinating. There are theories that you're actually dead, and this is your you're basically in hell. So that that I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. Okay, so hmm, I get into that weird like area where it's like I don't give a shit, and that actually like infuriates me a little bit to mm-hmm. think about the Zelda timeline, where it's like <laughs> this is just you're just you're just overlaying a good game with a mythos to make it sell better. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. 
And like, so hearing all like the, I like hearing like it. I don't know, man. I just like sometimes I just want a game to be a game mm -hmm. and like tell a story, and then it really doesn't matter because it's just a game. <laughs> there, I mean, there are tons and tons of Easter eggs and little things hidden inside the game. Yeah, and the the developer, like he hides hints and things like that in the code on his website. If really, people find it <laughs> Interesting. and info. Yeah. Like he he does a a very good job of making making the story obscure and putting hints that only people who are very dedicated to understanding yeah. will find it and put it together. I like that. I do like that a lot. I feel like that is one of those things where it's like, I love the internet, but there are moments where it's like, mm, I love the internet, but it does kind of ruin a few things. And like, I feel like we've talked about this in the past where it's like, nothing's a secret in, in a video game. It's like, nothing's a secret because it's like someone figures it out and then the world knows because mm. they post it online. And yep. it's like, oh, okay, great. Nameless person who found this secret. Mm -hmm. Thanks. We all know this now. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's like a weird, I don't know. It's just a weird evolution of video games. I like the game. I thought Five Nights at Freddy's was a good game. Yeah, I enjoy it too. I, I mean, it's hard to play for very long because it's so tense. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, my shoulders, I mean, they hurt this morning when I yeah. woke up uh, just because I was, you know, I was tensed up for yeah. the whole time. I think the only way like that you can, that Golden Freddy will spawn is there's one room that has like three posters in it. And if you keep periodically checking back, the posters will change. Are these the ones in your office? Not in your office. It's like... 3A or 3B or something like that. Okay, so one of the other rooms. Yeah, and then it will, once they change into his face, if you then go immediately switch from that to the office, that will trigger the event that makes Golden Freddy come into play. Interesting. And the thing, I think, and the reason I think Markiplier got a big factor to his success was this game. He didn't have oh, much, right? he didn't have many all that many views until he did this game. Yeah. And that's what made him explode. And he was like, this is this is what I've heard, you know, allegedly, like that, allegedly, 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 that he was the first one that really came across Golden Freddy, ah. and he did that in his first playthrough on his Let's Play. So everyone who saw that was like, "What the fuck just happened? What was that?" Comments are like, "We've never seen this. What did you do? What happened?" And that flocked everybody to his video. Ah. Him just happening by accident on his very first play gets this thing no one else has seen. Interesting. So. And now, like, that's his bread and butter. Like, the developer gave him sister location, like, before it came out. Oh, really? So, and then he did the Blitz play over it. And, I could see that. I mean, I yeah. could see, like, a relationship being forged there. Mm -hmm. um, that's cool. I like that. I think, speaking of Markiplier, um, I haven't watched that video. Uh, not all of it, I should say. I've watched mm -hmm. a little bit of it. Um, because I think when I heard about him... And I searched for him. I think that was like the first video that popped up. Mm -hmm. So I watched a little bit of it and was like, I haven't played at, I haven't played Five Nights at Freddy's, so I'm not gonna I don't want anything spoiled for me. Yeah. So I kind of stopped. Um, but like I, I may have talked about this on the show before, but I cannot stand like let's plays with like people overacting to scares. Like I feel like that's mm -hmm. like I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, this is a, a successful thing. People like watching other people get scared while they play video games. So they like overact their, how, like, how mm -hmm. scared they are. Yeah. 
Um, I, I want to go on the record and say all of the all of me being scared in the playthrough <laughs> is 100% actually me being scared. <laughs> and also me being frustrated because that fucking, now I know a chicken, that fucking chicken got me on like the third night at like 5 a.m., like four to five times. Like yep. that was the longest amount of time I spent was like trying to track that fucking chicken with the let's eat bib yep. on and it was just like every fucking single time i would get to like five o'clock and then there it was in the yeah. in the office bonnie kept killing me on night two like really? that because like i would be trying on one side of the door to stop chica from coming in because i see her right there yeah and then i'll see on the other side bonnie is like two rooms away okay i think i'm fine chica's right there so at one point chica shows up when i hit the light she shows up i slam the door down right so then I go to the other side, I check the camera, I see Bonnie, okay, I chill out for a second, check the camera again, oh, not there, lower the camera, boom, dead. So you open the door, kind of deal, oh, oh, she's uh, in the room. She was in the she room. She came around to the other door? Yep. Uh, wow. So it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that fucking, that fucking, that fucking chicken. Like, I swear, it was like every, I mean, dude, I got to five o'clock so many times and then, yeah, pulled the, pulled the viewfinder away and it's like, oh, there, there she is. So I read that Foxy is actually the most aggressive one. Oh my God. But she doesn't come out until like later on in the week very often. Like I only saw, cause you just see the two purple curtains. I assume they're purple. It's in Pirate's Cove. In Pirate's Cove. Yeah. And then eventually like I would see them part and you see the fox peeking out. I, I only didn't... once did I see the fox step out and that animatronic is fucked up. Oh yeah. So you've only, dude, there's so many times where it's like, I shouldn't say so many times, at least a handful of times on night three where I was, checking out all the cameras. I was like, I got to check Pirate's Cove because my trainer told me that I got to keep an eye on that one or that animatronic will get loose. So I would check in and it's like, oh, the curtain's open, but I don't see the animatronic in there. And let me just say, I was disappointed that that animatronic was a fox and not a crocodile because Mm. the first time I saw Foxy peeking out of the uh, curtain from behind the curtain, I swear I was like, King K rules in this game. I know. <laughs> King K rule. The K, they put King K rule of knockoff in this game, and it's like rats off to you, my friend, because that is uh, that is a good move. And then it was a fox. I'm yep. like, ah, eh, well, whatever. Um, but when so like so like oh my god, I remember the first time I checked Pirates Cove, and I was like, huh. Then animatronic was there, but it's not there anymore. And I'm like rapidly mm-hmm. clicking on the other camera feeds. Like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And then I hit 2B, which is the room that's almost like adjacent to the one that's connected to the office. Yep. And I go to 2B and I see this giant fox animatronic quickly, like rapidly dashing. And it's like, oh shit, I got to close. I got to get out of this feed and shut the door. And it's like, I shut the feed and I'm like, fucking cursors on the door and then bleh, it comes out kills me see i never got i never got caught by foxy but i've watched let's plays of like where you see her like she's the one who like like a like an insane person like burst in the door yeah so yeah which is it is crazy like their animations when they pop out and scare you mm-hmm. are like if you took that out of context and like played different music over it i guarantee you not scary at all. Wouldn't be fucking scary for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like if you just like 
it, you're drinking your morning coffee and then like you're like, oh, let me watch this video. And it's just the jump scares of the animatronics with like the Rugrats theme song playing in the background. <laughs> You'd be like, what is this crazy shit? I want to say that there are like people have done re-edits for like happy commercials for it and, and with stuff them? like that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to find that. Matt Pat did a huge, or Markiplier, Markiplier did a video to where um, he actually teamed up with them to stop like something that was going on. Like he has a whole series of his own spoofs of Five Nights at Freddy's where he's a, he's the security guard trying to I got you. do all that. Okay. So it's there's a lot of there's a lot of fan stuff around this game. Yeah. I know it's I know it's popular mm-hmm. when it's like you see products for it in stores. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this has reached Angry Birds status. Oh, definitely. So there's a movie that's there's a movie in the works. Yeah. Cause I know YouTube Red is YouTube trying to produce, you know, nine ninety nine a month or whatever, premium content for them, no commercials, yada, 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 to compete with Netflix and Hulu. And so they're taking their biggest YouTube stars that don't already have TV deals and giving them their own, like, budget and special, like, half an hour deals, like yeah. their own show right. on YouTube. I know I saw something for, like, PewDiePie or something that yeah. was advertised on YouTube. PewDiePie, I've seen that. That was interesting because it's him having to live play through like all the scariest horror games of the generation. So he's playing through Outlast. So they set him loose in an asylum full of actors where he has to maneuver through Outlast and try to get out. I was hoping that you were going to say like, it's really good. Um, He like just, they, they set him up with like a beautiful mind script and he just performs it all (laughs) by himself. (laughs) It's really just really not what I expected, but it's good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. He's and really then he, good. He followed it up with the mask too. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't as good, but it was still pretty good. Because <laughs> uh, I I mean, I like PewDiePie okay. I, I think he comes off as kind of a jerk, like as opposed to like Markiplier, who I feel like is like a genuine, nice and appreciative person. Yeah. So. I, don't know any, I don't know any of them. Yeah. Um, maybe I should. But Matt Pat, um, who is who is my favorite uh, YouTuber? He's the one that does game theory and film theory. Oh, okay. Okay. I could listen to that guy read out of the phone book. I love his voice. I love his his shows. Uh, He got his own show, and they he did a live playthrough where they're the security guard, and they're stuck in the in the office of like a Chuck E. Cheese with animatronics walking around, and they have to do the thing, shutting the doors and playing through it. And he was like. Legally, I can't say what game this is really based of, right. so we're going to play the spoof game Five Nights at Candy's because there are a ton of fan-made games that are just like the same thing with different different titles that fans have Steam made. Steam recommended a bunch of games to me that mm-hmm. looked like Five Nights at Freddy's yep. by the time I like went back to my store. I was like, oh, okay, there's a lot of these. I think Five Nights at Candy's is considered the best knockoff game. Okay. So... All right. Well, next episode. The next yep. Halloween? Five <laughs> yep. Nights of Candies? <laughs> but yeah, no, I think this is... I really enjoyed this game. I really did. I want to play through the whole series, but it would take me It would take me time because I kind of... I don't want to... I don't want to beat them. I just want to sit down and play through each of them a little bit. Okay. That's... So. I, I think that is, would be more achievable for me. And I'm interested in learning the complete story. I, you know what? I just I wish that the story were nebulous, right? Yeah. I wish there were like several different plausible storylines that it could be because I don't like it so cut and that's not scary to me when it's cut and dry. Where it's like serial killer killed a boy, shoved it in the thing, paranormal shit happened, and now we got mm-hmm. well, we have our animatronics. 
it wasn't until the fifth game because they refer to the the killer as the purple guy because the grimace. Yeah, because <laughs> in like you only see him in like the eight bit flashbacks and stuff like that, and he's just a humanoid purple guy, purple people eater, purple. Yeah, yeah I know the eight bit flying. Or <laughs> <laughs> no, you go for it because I don't know eight bit one horn animatronic sculpting <laughs> purple child murderer. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess that's cool if it's like the story's revealed over the course of several games. Yeah, and like the fifth one, you finally find out who the purple guy is. I see. And then... Yeah, it turns yeah. out to be the king in yellow. Yep. All along. <laughs> so I like Man. I like that because it's... If it's delivered in a way... Because it's like, I just got all the story at once in a well-lit room with my friend. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? That's true. I, bro- <laughs> I broke down what took three games, three to four games yeah. for you to find out like if it were doled out slowly over the mm-hmm. course of games maybe i would be more into it yeah but i'm I, I, nah i'm not <laughs> really into it right now <laughs> but did did you have any achievements um i've got a couple achievements uh one of them doesn't make sense anymore uh i guess i'll start with that one uh it's called quack quack time to die dave <laughs> I just do bok bok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is actually something that Jacob York of Wolf Fighting fame typed into the uh, Twitch chat as I was playing Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> so big thanks to everybody who like showed up to watch me stream that because there were a um, surprising amount of people in there. Uh, and I can... T- Tyler... Jacob, be, knowing that Jacob was watching the stream, <laughs> enhanced this for me so much because it totally felt like, oh, Jacob's here. I'm allowed to be scared. I don't know why. I don't know why, what made it like that. But it's like, let, me, let me make sure it's not a duck because I wonder if it is a duck and I'm just wrong. No, you're, you did research on this game. I did not. So th- it's a chicken. Uh, but yeah, animatronic chicken. Okay. To unlock... Quack, quack, time to die, Dave. Uh, you, here's what needs to happen. You need to get to 5 a.m. and then get killed by um, the, the super ultra hidden character. You press down and start when Chica comes out and Toasty Guy pops out of the bottom and turns into a duck and kills you. <laughs> I've got a couple, but uh, do you want to alternate them? We'll alternate, yeah. What you got? Uh, my first one is, I want my golden crown, Drogo. <laughs> nice. And you unlock that when you get killed by Golden Freddy. Ah, I like it. I've got uh, a second achievement called Welcome to Your Nightmare, Bitch. <laughs> In order to unlock, Welcome to Your Nightmare, Bitch. Uh, you uh, have to make it to, uh, let's see. I, yeah, I just came up with a title. I didn't really know. Uh, you got to uh, help me out here. Uh, not fall asleep while you play the game. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another one? Uh, let's see. Uh, lights off, doors open. That's the way we all get fucked. <laughs> and that is when you um, uh, you run out of power and die. Okay. I like that because here's my last achievement, which is a counter to yours, unless you already have a counter mm-hmm. written down. My last achievement is called Freddy Got Fingered. And in order to unlock Freddy Got Fingered, <laughs> you need to have six o'clock happen while the power's down, you see Freddy's face, his eyes light up in the door, and the little mm. chiming music plays, which usually lets you know that he's about to fucking murder your ass. Yep. Uh, and then it disappears, and then there's this moment of silence, this long extended period of silence, just waiting for him to pop out. 
Six o'clock needs to roll over during that period, and you unlock yeah. Freddy Got Fingered. That happened to me twice. Ooh. That is how I got from day from night two to night. Uh, that's how I got from night one to night two, and from night two to night three. Ooh. Yeah, and that is like that is the most fun. Like if you want to <laughs> seriously, if you want to see me just like relieved and like probably the most like excited like the most like <laughs> emoting that i've done playing a video game it is in that moment where it's like i swear i'm sitting there the office is completely dark and it's like i know i'm so close to six and it's just like please please let six o'clock come please let six o'clock cl- come and when it does it's just like uh a great feeling because i think every day is eight minutes and 36 seconds is that, i didn't time it mm-hmm. so i'm glad that you know it it feels a lot longer. Than yep, that. It feels a lot longer than that. Because <laughs> I'm watching like my, I have forty percent battery. Yeah, left. It's like okay, God, it's like three o'clock. It's less than half, and I'm let. I'm halfway through. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I know, I know. And it's like I thought about it. It's like I need to learn the math of this game so I can figure out at, like if I can serve enough power early on in the night. Can I just throw those fucking doors in the last like, hour? Or, yeah, just, just close them and wait. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know how long that would take. I feel like you can math it out because they show you like the blocks of energy that each thing mm-hmm. is taking up. But eh, I didn't look into it. Mm. Do you have any more achievements? No, nope, it's all for me. All right, me too. Tyler. Yes, Dave. Got a question for you. Yeah. A question or two. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be and why? Um, I would have to give this the... Uh, the mustache of one Louise Garavito. Um, okay, who is Louise Garavito? He is a... Is that, I think you meant Louise Belcher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is a serial killer who in his day killed 138 young boys. One, 138? 138. Why stop there? He, got, he finally got caught. Jeez. <laughs> What's his last name? I'm going to put this in the show notes. Garavito? Okay, so we can all or get... Or Garo Vito. So we can all get freaked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Tyler. Oh, what did, what did his beard look like? Uh, what was that? I'm sorry, it was a mustache. Oh, a mustache. I'm yep. sorry. Was it just made out of, like, children's finger bones? <laughs> 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 it was... Uh... It, it was a creepy. It was a creepy mustache. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I can't, oh, I can't imagine yeah. that it would be yeah. creepy on this fellow <laughs> whose hobby is apparently uh, prolifically murdering children, mm-hmm. ages eighteen to sixteen, boys that were mostly homeless. I got you. Yeah. 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 Tyler. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Dave. <laughs> if you were to give this game a pair of glasses mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, uh, what kind of glasses would it be? I would have to give it the round black spectacles of one Peter Woodcock. Peter Woodcock? Mm-hmm. Is that a name that I should be familiar with? Nope. Who is Peter Woodcock? In 1957, he murdered three children. Oh. A paltry three? A paltry three. <laughs> Look out, Louise. <laughs> was committed to a, uh asylum meant to reform psychopaths, and they felt like they were making progress with him until he killed they another patient. Out, didn't they? Oh. Yeah, and then... There's another one, like, oh, what was I reading? Because my Google search really fucked up. Like, child killers? Oh, yeah. People who kill children? Dude, your Amazon <laughs> your Amazon suggestions are going to be so fucked for the next two weeks. <laughs> it's going to be like offering you, like, bleach. <laughs> bleach and Kool-Aid mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one, like, killed, like, 
six, I can't remember who it was, killed and raped, tortured, and killed like 60 kids and got 30 years, I think. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. That yeah. was the judge like, ah, it's 60, they're only kids, so you take 60, divide it by two, because a kid's half a person, 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, because it's like, be topical and bring up that the judge who lit off Brock Turner, the the swimming rapist. Oh, right. It was like, oh, no, six, six months is, no, that's fine, six months. Yeah, you got, you learned your lesson. No, no, I, I'm afraid what jail would do to him. It would scar him. So, no, it's like six months is fine. It would scar any man named Brock. <laughs> man, judges, judges fucking suck sometimes. Sometimes. Um, Tyler? Yes, Dave. Um... Would you like to? Would you like to list all the judges that you don't like? Um, there's only one that I really liked. Judge Judge Ito. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> judge um, Judge Dredd. Judge. Well, uh, former County Judge Executive Mike Miller. Oh yeah, Sean Miller's father. Yeah. All right, that's a great answer. Yep, I feel there like there you go. I feel like he wouldn't let all other judges could fuck off. He yeah. could judge Judy. I feel like he wouldn't have let a guy who killed 60 kids off the hook so easily. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I mean, there's probably there's probably like 60 kids in Marshall County, so that would have been all of them. All of them. <laughs> Just got them all. <laughs> oh, what, did someone not order the kid exter- exterminator? What? But this little reverse Pokemon thing I got going here? Yeah. God. <laughs> the fucking Pied Piper of Marshall County. <laughs> that's all I got. All right. That's all. That's it for me, man. You want to take a call or two? Um, yeah, we can take a call. Let me, let me load, load up calls. Let me pull up the callometer. Nope. That's my fitness pal. Can't take calls from there. You just read off how you're doing. It's fine. Mm, yesterday, not so good. Today, I'm off to a good start. <laughs> I, I need to eat though. Here is a text message from 361 who says, uh-oh, this is a reference to one that I'm not going to remember. Tyler and Dave, colon, sorry for speeding through my message. Got a case of first time caller fever. Please play Shadow of the Colossus so I don't sound like the asshole I truly am. (laughs) To Jacob, colon, if you hate me forever, I understand. Uh, Not so good with the book learning. I'm sure I'll get mine for this slight. Tenacious is the word I was really looking for. Congratulations on your marriage. And if you ever find yourself in Kingsville, Texas, you have an open tab at the Green J Bar and Grill. Just put it on Shane. So there we go. Oh, yeah, because Shane was the one who said he didn't really like Jacob. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Yeah, it's been a while since we played that or read yeah. that, I think. So is that um, open invitation just for Jacob, or is it for Tyler and I, too? I guess we'll have to go and find out. Because I will drive to fucking Texas <laughs> <laughs> to, to drink a whole bunch of beer. Um, here is, wow, we have to get to this. Let's see. I didn't test the volume on calls, so apologies if this is super loud. But it looks like we have a call or two from our very own Burger Bottom John Turley. Oh, man. Motherfucking Tadpog. What's up, John? John Turley. I was uh, just listening to episode 311, uh, sponsored by uh, all calls sponsored by Trash Monkey. <laughs> and I uh, just wanted to say, I uh, got to the part where you guys are talking about your favorite chips, because, you know, chip cast. Um, yeah. Listening to uh, Tyler fight his way through the trash monkey has been uh, inexorably entertaining. Um, (laughs) The chips, though, I remember you guys sampled a bunch of different Lay's chips, and you tried the Southern Biscuits and Gravy. 
And I just wanted to say that that has become like one of my favorite chips now. Really? I've been having to install a lot of equipment at a chain of gas stations. So I've been driving a lot for work. And uh, at these gas stations, they tend to have the Southern Biscuit Gravy. I think you need to try that again on, like, a clean palate. I think maybe some of the other stuff you had before, like, influence in that. Because I love those things, man. They're really, really good. Anyway, uh, that's all. I'm sure I'll think of some other shit to say as soon as I hang out. But uh, anyway, uh, good show. Good show. Love you guys. Later. Love you too, John. Well, those chips, it, they do taste like biscuit and gravy. I think that's the unsettling thing about them. Yeah. Here's the thing, Tyler. I have a suggestion. Let me know how you feel about mm-hmm. it. You and I both take a paid day off from our jobs, mm-hmm. and then we go and install software at gas stations for mm-hmm. a day, and then, then we eat the chips and see if that oh, makes a difference. We need to immerse ourselves in it. Is there a professional bias? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. There might be. A chippist? A chippist. Chippist. Yeah. I, I'm clearly a chippist. Professional chippists. Can, I'm not going to lie here. I would be super stoked to work in a gas station. Like, not as a clerk or anything, but like if that was my office, where it's like, I can do my job as it is right now, but instead of going into an office, I go into a gas station and do it. Yeah. Because like, dude, I love gas stations. I love gas Oh, man. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Because God mostly gives me so much shit. So we'll be driving the road and be like, man, it looks like a good gas station. <laughs> what is it with you and gas stations? I love gas stations. They're really good. Like a good one is really good. A good one is really good. And it's like there's so many shitty ones oh, that yeah. it's like finding that diamond in the rough, uh, to quote Aladdin, uh, is like it's such a wonderful experience where it's like, we were driving to Marion, Illinois the other day, and we passed by um, a part of Paducah that I don't normally go to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have that gas station in town? We have to stop. I didn't know that gas station existed in town. Uh, shout out to AC's on exit three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was on the way, because I mentioned uh, going to the Fallout Boy concert. Right. On the way yes. down there, because uh, it was in Memphis, we stopped at... Because I had I had to use the bathroom and like just you're like oh shit I'm about to see Fallout Boy I just pull over wherever the first gas station you see yeah and the first one we pulled over looked sort of like two trailers sort of welded together oh classic yeah and we went in and it looked fine enough inside like just this shotgun style trailer with all the aisles in the middle and then the drink things on either side they had this grill up front was with it, this weird fried and grilled food was it freddy fazbear's fried food fried fruit <laughs> fiesta <laughs> and we all we all bought food and drink yeah uh got back out got back in the car started driving um brandy jr tries hers she's like it tastes a little funny we all check our food yeah every bit of it's expired really every bit of it yeah like not just like oh like yesterday like oh. like six months ago expired. Really? Was yeah. the food really cheap? No. No. Standard <laughs> standard gas station prices. Yeah. I'm guessing that gas station doesn't get a whole lot of business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that gas station is not really a gas station. <laughs> like it's there for some other reason. It's somebody's house. Right? Like. No, this would be a good joke, man. Just go yeah. ahead, put that. <laughs> shh, shh, here they come. Here they come. Shh.
Everybody put on your uniforms. Because I know at that Nashville flea market, they have huge booths where they sell expired food super what? cheap. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Because David Dykus, that's right. what he used to do to go grocery shopping because <laughs> he'd go and get tons of expired food for like yeah. five bucks. So whenever I saw that, I was like, I bet they drove to the flea market, bought all this, and just put it up knowing hardly anyone's going to check the expiration no, dates. No, I wouldn't check expiration yep. dates at a gas station yep. unless it's like milk or something. But don't buy milk at a gas station unless it's an absolute emergency uh, yep. because it will cost you your savings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I remember in high school, we went and drove all the way to Walmart one night to get stuff to eat. So we went to the gas station and bought milk, donuts, chips, all that. And the cashier just like has this weird look on her face as she's ch- ringing us out and it's like, you guys know you can just go to Walmart and get this for like a third of the price that you just paid here. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your $90 snack, kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, $3 for an oatmeal cream pie. That sounds fair. Oh, there wow. you go. Yikes. <laughs> Man, why'd you say oatmeal cream pie? I'm fucking hungry. I got one in there. No, I need a real, I need real lunch is what I need. Uh, there's one more. There's a follow-up from John. You want to get to yeah, that? Yeah, I do. All right. Let's get to that. So I did, I did think of something to say as soon as I hung up that I meant to say, which is this, this is directed to Adam. All right, I'm pausing that right there. Question, Tyler. Mm -hmm. We're going to play a little game Mm -hmm. called positive comment or negative comment. Because the way John, this is directed to Adam. Right. (laughs) But he could be doing a turn, right? He could be setting it up like, but what do you think? Uh, I don't think John is rude enough to say something bad yeah. directly to someone on the air. So it's probably a a middling to positive comment. Okay, all right. Let's see. Let's find out. Let's play the game. Adam, you're right about Harrison Ford, and I love you. Uh, <laughs> you, so, you nailed it, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford is awesome. You're right. Uh, he he acted amazingly in episode seven. Uh, I'd like to uh, uh, go on record as saying I, I also saw that. So despite whatever he felt about killing off the character, he did not let that influence his performance. Spoilers. And that is a point in uh, in his favor, in my opinion. So I know Tyler's probably sitting there going, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> well, I know I'm right, John. Anyway, I don't defend my opinion. Uh, I'm right. Yeah, so good, good job, Adam. Good call. All right. <laughs> so I'll, I'll uh, just stir the pot and hang up now. Oh, <laughs> uh, Thanks, John. An excellent call. Stirring the pot in many ways, I don't think Harrison Ford was super great in episode seven. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he was fine, but it like it didn't feel like I don't know. It didn't feel like he was really like totally into it. You know what I mean? I don't think he's into anything anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I like Harrison Ford. We've been we've done this back and forth, you mm-hmm. know. And I get it. And it's like I I understand like you. He, I, I agree. Like, it's like it would be nice if he would accept, like, hey, this is a great, yeah, I see that. Actually, it's fate. There's already one on the table yeah. for you. <laughs> Here, actually, pass it over. I'm hungry. Thank you. There you go. So, you want to talk about Harrison Ford some more? Yeah. All right. I, I always like that bit where we eat oatmeal eat cream pies and talk about Harrison Ford. You want to split it? You want to split it? Talk <laughs> about Harrison Ford. That's good. You're a hungry boy. I am a hungry boy. You have boy. all of it. Yeah, thank you. Because I recently I got back into those a few months ago, and I feel like, man, oatmeal cream pies are so good. Nikki keeps these in the house. She loves them. Mm-hmm. Those, because I always keep those in Nutty Bars. I know Nikki also mm, loves Nutty yeah, Bars. Yeah, Nutty Bars are good. She does love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, John Turley. Yes, thank for you. For your incorrect call. It's fine. <laughs> we, appreciate, we appreciate all input. I thought he was fine in episode seven. Yeah. I thought he did a fine job. I don't think he was great in episode seven. Yeah. I mean, he got a ton of money, I'm sure. And it's like, no, this will be the last one we promise, and we'll give you... 
all this all this money. Mm-hmm. I read recently that um, Tim Allen was asked to do a ninth season of Home Improvement and was offered fifty million dollars. What? And then uh, Patricia. I can't remember his wife, the wife's last name. I can't remember. She either. was offered twenty five million, and it was contentious because she thought she deserved. She was every bit as big in the show as as Tim Allen was, yeah. so she wanted equal pay. And I think it was Tim Allen who said, like, I don't know if he agreed with her or not, but basically said, like, if it if it this is just about money, then I'm done and walked away. No, no ninth season. Interesting. I always blamed it on Brad. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> And then Jonathan Taylor Thomas was supposed to be in the final episode, but like he flaked again. Really? Yeah. I didn't even, I, dude. There was a point in my life where it was like Home Improvement, like kept going, but I didn't realize it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like I, I, I even kind of remember because that show went on to like what ninety eight or ninety nine or something. Like it went on like really late, yeah. right? I'm probably wrong, but it, I, I feel like it went like while I was in high school. And it's like, it's weird because it's like when I'm in high school, I didn't give a shit about home improvement. That was like, I just forgot about it. It's just like, nah, who knows? And then like, I remember seeing commercials or something for like the season finale or something and being like, what? This is still a thing? (laughs) This isn't just a thing they run reruns for like after school (laughs) on TBS? We could do that. We could do a whole, we could marathon home improvement. See if we retain our sanity. Do you want to do like so? What you're saying is that we stop doing Tadpog and we start doing an episode by episode uh, podcast of Home Mm, Home Improvement. Yeah, I feel like that would be easier than this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I can do. I can keep the Twitch stream going. I'm just just just, watching. Yeah, I'm just watching it. (laughs) Just stone faced, just like every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. You're right, just like a, a under the breath chuckle. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's it. That's it. So, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. So, you don't miss the next episode. We're returning to Digital Trends Top 25 Sega Genesis games. Right? right? Are we? Because here's my question: mm-hmm. the next game on the list is Fatal Fury. Uh, not Fatal Fury. It's uh, Streets of Rage Two. Oh, which no, which we've already done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the next game after that is Earthworm Jim. Uh, which we've already done for the SNES. The Genesis version is a little different, but I don't know if it warrants doing a full episode on. Okay. Um, and then the next uh, after that is Gunstar Heroes. Okay. My my brother really wants to be on that one, and he imported some special thing for it from Japan. He got it in and said it works amazingly well, so he wants us to come over and play it with him and be on the show. Okay. That seems like it might take a little scheduling. And we mm-hmm. have to record Wednesday's episode like in two days. Mm-hmm. So, do you want? Can we do something in the interim? Can we do like a different Streets of Rage game instead of Streets of Rage Two? Do you want to do like one or three? I'm fine with that if you want to do that. Or if you want, if we have two weeks off, do you want to do the original Shining Force and break it into two parts, or is that too much? I won't be able to play it. But okay. if, but if you want to do, if you want to do like a Todd Pog thing, I'm down for that. Yeah, let's do Streets of Rage then. Okay. Yeah, I don't have, I do not have time to even start that in the yeah. next two days. So, Streets of Rage, and then we'll figure out what we want to do the next week after that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to do the original Streets of Rage. There we go. All right. Uh, let's see. Hey, iTunes, biggest marketplace. You want to help us out? So, uh, please go to iTunes, type in Tadpog, find the, there, the, you get a lot of like stuff about tadpoles, but find the podcast, find Tadpog. Uh, it helps us out. Give us a five star written review. 
works in their algorithm. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also go on Amazon. We've got a t-shirt on there. Just type Tabog into Amazon. Yep. The blue one, that's yeah. us. Yeah. The one that's with the, the original. Mm-hmm. So you can buy you can buy a shirt if you want to, or you can just leave uh leave a review. That that'd be also be awesome. Yeah, that's fine too. That's uh great. we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. There are tons of ways to get in touch with us. So if there's an episode you want us to do, if there's a guest host you want for an episode, if you have a Patreon request, just get in touch with us. And we promise whatever you ask of us, we will get to that eventually. eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're gonna be back. We're gonna be talking about Streets of Rage in the I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt I felt like it was the right thing to do. And then as I was saying it, I was immediately like, no, that was not the right thing to do. Uh, in the meantime, you can always find us on tadpog.com. That's where the show notes live. Uh, if you want to find the link to the Tadpog Horror Game Quiz that Ramon put together mm-hmm. for us, if you'd like to take it yourself, uh, go to tadpog.com. It'll be in the show notes for this episode. You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash tadpog. There's a lot of cool people there doing a lot of cool shit. Uh, thank you, everybody who's commenting there. Uh, if you're not, if you're not uh, there yet, join us. It's, um, I mean, there's a lot of good conversation. You can find us on Twitter. We are at tadpog underscore podcast. It's cumbersome. I realize. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who retweets us, uh, especially our episode announcements, because it uh, helps spread the word to uh, the people who follow you. And mm-hmm. uh, we do want to grow because we are like um, we're like the Zerg, and we're just <laughs> laying down our creep, and we cannot expand until our creep uh, expands as well. Uh, you can find us. Where else can you find us? You can find us on Patreon. Mm. If you enjoyed this episode and you want some exclusive bonus episodes, I urge you to go to Patreon.com/slash/tadpog. Uh, you can chip in as little as a dollar and gain access to all the bonus episodes that we've done mm-hmm. in the past and uh, future ones that we've got coming up. We just recorded and released. Uh, October's Patreon mm-hmm. episode. I think it was a really good one. I do too. Man, I really do. I think it was a really, really, it was fun to record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brainy Gatsby is on it mm-hmm. for her first Tadpog appearance. Mm-hmm. I think that was great. Mm. She did wonderful. So glad. I was so glad she did it. Um, my wife, Nikki, she's on it as well. Uh, it was a lot of fun to record. And if you've got a dollar to spare, I think I honestly can say I think it's worth it to, to chip in a buck to yeah. listen to it. So, and here's, here's part of it, because the next day, day i got a text from her saying god i really wish i had not googled pussy pimples oh what what did she find <laughs> some very very terrible things Ooh. so so i'll have a link in the show notes mm-hmm. to a google search for pussy pimples uh-huh. in relation to our the lightest te- uh patreon episode yeah that's just a little that's what we call a teaser in the podcasting <laughs> business uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank some of the people who have recently donated to Patreon um, or have recently increased their pledge. Uh, Micah Purdue, a.k.a. Exalted Lord Micah Purdue, thank you very much for the increase. Uh, Phil Hawkins, a.k.a. Sandwich Pope Phil, thank you very much for your increased donation. Uh, Frederick Snyder, thank you very much for uh, what I would consider a sizable uh, increase in your donation. I appreciate that. And uh, Brett Miller, also, uh, for uh, Mm -hmm. an increase in donation. And there's one more, I don't want to forget, a good good increase. Um, Douglas from Better Made. Ah. Douglas, thank you very much. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. Um, If you want to call us, you can do that at 270-883-2555. If you want to um, see some gameplay videos, I do stream... As many of these games as I can on Twitch, 
uh, just do a search for Tadpog on Twitch. We've got a channel. Uh, if you want to mail us something, uh, be it a postcard or a package or anything, uh, where can they send that, Tyler? That would be Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. Right. Excellent. We got an Instagram where we post yeah. things from the show, so Tadpog underscore podcast on Instagram. I think that's it. That's it, I think. Our theme song is Moves by Sigmore Drive. Link to that track can be found in the show notes at tadpog.com. Dave? Yeah. Or I'll call you David. Call me David. It's fine. That's what they call me at work. How do you want to close this out? I would like to close it out as um, a, a, a post-op chica uh, mm-hmm. who's now a duck. Okay. So duck, a chicken duck operation. Okay. Now... Half, how about halfway through? Tran- Transpultry. Gotcha. Transpultry. We're actually, it's it's pre-op. We're just in the uh, hormone treatments. Okay. <laughs> so until next time. A little Richard Nixon in there. I like it. And now, a dramatic reading on this beautiful Halloween. All you ladies, pop that thing like this. (laughs) Shake your body. Don't stop. Don't quit. Just do it. Do it now. Do it good. Lick this just like you should. Right now, (laughs) lick it good. Lick this just like you should. My neck, my back, my pussy, and my crack. First, you've got to put your neck into it. Ah, don't stop. (laughs) Just do it, do it. Then you roll your tongue from the back up to the front. Then you get it off. Get me up on ya. (laughs) Make sure I keep my eyes on ya. All over the club and stuff. (laughs) Real player, show me so much love. The best.